For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Jay Bird Watching. It is crazy to think that in just one week's time, We'll be watching live Blue Jays baseball that pretty much kind of counts. It actually matters this time. So joining me, as always, to break this all down, we've got Mr. Brendan, Brendan Penicar and Mr. Craig Borden. Yeah. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Fantastic. Wonderful, my friend. Yeah. We're one week away from baseball. One week. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, hard to believe, really is. Yeah. Well, I'm happy about it. I would be lying if I said I wasn't. I'm a little apprehensive, but we've had this discover, uh, discussion before. There's no need to beat a head, uh, dead horse about it. But before we begin, I want to note that we are recording this live on Twitter. If you guys want to watch a video cast of us, obviously you're listening to this in the podcast feed. Later on, you can join us every Friday or every week. I don't know specifically if it will be every Friday, but every week live on Twitter for a video cast if you didn't know that already. Uh, we are also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast fix from. We're there. Um, and as I mentioned about Twitter, it should be noted, I wanted to mention this at the top of the show. Next Friday for the first game of the season, we will be doing a live game cast for the first Blue Jays game of the season against the Rays in the House of Horror. So if you want to turn down the game sound and crank us up in your feed while we converse about the team, Next Friday at 6.30, we will be doing just that, and we invite you to talk Blue Jays and get in on the conversation with us. It will be great. Uh, Craig, I know you're excited for that, and uh, you're the man behind all the buttons. So uh... <laughs> These fingers only do so much magic. You guys do the rest. So in the midst of that, speaking of magic, all of a sudden, Brendan's in Buffalo. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I forgot the so, went off. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So um, unfortunately, my iPad only lets me do so much teleporting. <laughs> the <laughs> apple product hasn't quite caught up to where microsoft teams can go with all this fun stuff but yeah no i'm looking very forward to it it's uh we've been that funny enough for your trivia bit everybody this actual this whole podcast for this actually started out with adam corsair and i as doing the, the bird watching game cast gc what the idea was the gc hence why the twitter <laughs> handle has always been bird watching gc so there's your trivia bit for the evening in the midst of that it was to start we, we got sick of basically listening to Buck Martinez and Pat Tabler, so we figured we could talk just as good, if not better. And here we are as a weekly podcast, and we have been loving every minute of it. The fact that we had 360-something fans last week listen to this live show on Twitter, and, you know, we continue to do very well in the podcast verse as well. So it's, we thank you all, and we hope that you join us and some of our special other podcasting guests next week. We even have some from a little further away is your you know, little tidbit but brendan I'll, i guess i'll let you tease that one because you know <laughs> it is what it is but i think brendan looks like he's all of a sudden a little he's frozen frozen <laughs> that's all right i'll take that one so we're going to be joined by our friends from across the pond right 
Blue yep. Jays uh, from what the UK Blue Jays. Um, Blue Jays. There you go. Uh, shout out to them. They will be joining us next week for the game cast. I think inning three. You said Craig. Yeah, that's when they're going to be joining us. And um, it's Steve from the Blue Jays fans UK. There you go. On Twitter is where they're actually joining us from. Sweet. So we're going to get that fun perspective along with them. Um, we're hoping to have a few other people that we normally have on the show join us for an inning here and there. Just so, you know, to give you a break from the three of us, just to throw some other fun into it. A break from the banter. But look, it's going to be fun. Blue Jays baseball will be live. It will matter. Not that I don't enjoy the intra-squad highlights. Obviously, you and I are in the same boat, Craig. We can't see them live during uh, you know, the actual broadcast because, well, we just, we, we're not in the vicinity of Sportsnet. We just don't yeah. have it in our feet. Um, but hey, look, baseball, live baseball, morality and ethics aside when it comes to health, this is what we've been waiting for. It's the kickoff, the 60-game season. Uh, I'm excited, dude. I, it, it doesn't seem real. It, it seems like a week away is, a, mm-hmm. is just enough time for maybe something going wrong. And I hope it yeah, doesn't. Exactly. Just but long just, enough yeah. that it could. <laughs> you never know, especially since they're going to Florida. Yeah. And in the midst of that whole Florida thing, I just hope that everybody, you know, follows the normal bubble idea that is going on now and everything like that. And there really shouldn't be a don't think too many things if everybody follows those guidelines and sticks to the things that we are kind of all getting accustomed to in a daily life with COVID-19 roaming the, you know, the globe. But I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, but I'm just hopefully hoping, baseball. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope that it, it maintains. Uh, I think the period in which players can opt out has past obviously they can do it any time of the season if thing gets bad i'd mm-hmm. imagine so i'd imagine manfred isn't that much of a hard ass that they will say no you must play um yeah i, I don't I'm see sorry, that if mike trout shows up tomorrow and says sorry kid kid coming see you yeah. later i would think that they're gonna let mike trout do whatever the hell mike trout wants to do <laughs> yeah i imagine that's gonna be the case when it comes to mike trout but uh yeah. he's a special uh circumstance so uh should we dive in and have brennan pick up when uh when we, Whenever uh, his uh, yeah. hopefully not roaming power outage or, <laughs> or whatever is going on, but so yeah, I'm good to go. Whenever you are, my friend, and I'm sure he'll dive right in. He, you know, he's a goofy guy like us. He'll figure it out. He'll know. Midstream, yeah. it's good. It's it's the podcasting word. All right, so yeah. here we go. Uh, it's the Toronto Blue Jays have almost been given clearance to play home games in. Toronto. They're pretty much there, but they have a little extra hoops to jump through. Uh, The final hurdle that they do need to jump over is through the Canadian federal government, giving them the final nod. And Ontario's premier, Doug Ford, not a popular man as far as I know, according to Twitter, uh, is said to be fully confident that they'll be given the green light to play, but it's still not 100% a given. So what do you say, man? Like, do you think this is going to work out? Do you think Toronto is going to get the nod for sure? It seems to be trending in that direction. Or plan B, plan Buffalo, B for Buffalo. Buffalo. (laughs) You think they're going to go there in your neck of the woods? What say ye? Yeah, so I'm. I'm kind of shocked that it's actually even a remote possibility. It's one thing to have the team training there. It's another thing to keep inviting other teams to come to the ballpark. It's one thing that they do have actually probably one of the more better, well, yeah, good English, right? <laughs> better uh, situations for the whole bubble situation that mm. most teams do. How many ballparks have actual hotels right in it? Welcome back, <laughs> mister. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so, but in, 
no worries. It is what it is. But in the midst of all the fun here going on with the, you know, potential plan of, you know, the Blue Jays actually playing in Toronto with these games, Brendan, that might be why you keep crashing. You might want to stop teleporting to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's because I changed the screen back then. <laughs> I'm not there yet, man. <laughs> but it's not as it goes. Most I, apparently nobody's paying attention to the Blue Jays schedule if they are looking at this as a possible thing. I'm just shocked with all the teams that are going to be going back and forth to Toronto or from Toronto to Florida all as many times that they're going to be doing with okay. the schedule mm-hmm. that it's yeah, that's 10 times that there's going to be that, you know, very high risk situation all of a sudden um, with cases possibly spiking. But if everybody like we were talking about follows the bubble concept and keeps doing what they're supposed to be doing. And maybe it is what it is. But. Well, uh, Brennan, you're the Ontario uh, native here. What say ye? You obviously have your finger on the pulse when it comes to the, to the landscape of how this is being handled in Toronto. Does this give you pause for concern that the Blue Jays might be playing home games in Toronto? Do you think they're going to get preferential treatment? Or do you think that maybe Travis Shaw has learned, hey man, shut up. You're going to have to quarantine every time you come. Yeah, I don't know. It's I've seen a whole bunch of mixed reactions. For me, it's like, you know, if they follow it, if they get off a plane at, say, Billy Bishop, which is right by the stadium, get on a bus, get into the hotel and stay there, and you don't leave, and then you're out of there in three days, uh, two nights, uh, unless you're coming in on an off day, I think it can be pulled off. Um, it's just a matter of people being strict. I get people were upset. Um, the optics aren't the best because families have been separated. Friends have been separated for months. Uh, and it's like, well, athletes are getting preferential treatment. Why can't I do this? So the optics aren't good, but it can be done. And I think they'll be able to pull it off. Mm, If I think it's right, mm, I'm I'm 50-50. It's borderline (laughs) because the other catch is too. Now, not only will we have something to watch here in the States, but the whole nation of Canada will have something to cheer for, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's good for that reason. (laughs) That's the other catch. mental health issues right like people need some sort of normalcy but i mean that's coming at the cost of people potentially catching the virus so there's no there's no solution that's going to make everybody happy are you guys confident that they're going to stay in the hotel because look like i've said vladdy Bo, cavin austin martin these are children, basically, compared to me. These are ch- I'm 34 years old, okay? These are children compared to me. Um, I know what I would have done at 20. I would have been like, fuck this, I'm going. I'm going out. It's Cabana season. I guess it really depends out. on how good the party in the bubble is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? That's the thing. Like, it's just good. It's, I mean, like, I, I don't want to, you know, push this too much, but there's going to be a sense of cabin fever because – you know, these are human beings. Yes, it's just 60 games, but I don't know. I don't know if I could handle being around the same guys for 60 games. Like, it'd it just be a little much, <laughs> let alone 165. So, like, it's just, no. for for me, it's just like, I don't know. It, it, I don't know that I, I trust it. I hope that the Blue Jays management is going to take charge. But here's another thing, and I don't know if I'm out of line for saying this. I don't know that I trust Montoyo to really put his finger on this and being like, you guys have to stop. Do what you're, yeah, I, I just don't see him as the authoritative kind of guy. Am, am I out of 
line there. The catches, he's going to be playing the bongos and going, what? You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, you know. And with a, it, when it's in beat, how do I not follow it? But <laughs> um, to the point that you were mentioning of the kids thing, you guys go on a school trip. You remember how it was. It's like, how do we get away from the chaperones, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, like I said, it's one thing if they're having enough fun. But I'll, the, the, I think that funny enough, the actual thing that is going in the Blue Jays' favor for this whole situation is the fact that these guys have lived with each other, with the exceptions of Hyunjin Ryu and a few others that have joined the team. Guys, these guys have been together since Lansing. Mm. especially the main core of this group that's starting to show, you know, at the major league level. And then especially when you start looking at the 60 man roster, these guys are used to being around with each other at this point. And I really think that the main core in the main group of this is they're already probably best friends as it is anyways. So having a few other people join the bandwagon in that kind of situation, like I said, with Ryu coming in, he seems like a goofball to love it. And all he's got freaking uh, Clint Kershaw and YouTube videos doing the Gangnam style for Christ's sake. That's true. <laughs> Imagine what he's doing. You see the video of him yesterday, for, you know, hitting the home run during batting mm-hmm. practice. That's good stuff. So I, awesome. If you got somebody like him doing that kind of stuff, I don't know how you don't find a way. Yeah, you might not be hanging out with the same three people all the time, but there is 60 people that are on that roster right now, correct? Yes. Yeah. So then there's coaches that are apparently a, you know, a little zany brainy too, like uh, Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> that catcher camp thing was priceless. Mm. So good I stuff. Mean, I think there's enough going on that there'll be enough distractions, but like you said, it's staying in or not. They have the entire hotel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You remember how it was, you know, you go on a senior trip or something like that. And it's like, oh, well, we you know, couldn't sneak out. So we were all hanging out in so-and-so's room and we were playing freaking video games or, yeah, you know, they're right. all playing the show or, you know, back in my days, it was playing guitar here on Dance Dance Revolution. But that's there besides the point. <laughs> what do you think? Okay. Brendan? It, yeah. It's good that uh, this isn't the 2016 edition of the Blue Jays that are forced to quarantine together because there's just some serious, serious issues in that clubhouse, fairly, with guys not necessarily getting along. Uh, I don't think people realize that. I know we all do, being massive fans, but to the average fan, the 2016 team, from all accounts, well, there was some bad blood in the locker room. Like There wasn't a whole lot of friendly banter and whatnot, so... Uh, I think they all like each other, to Craig's point, and you add a goofball like Hunjin Ryu and others, I think uh, I think they'll be able to pull it off. And look, when they go down to the United States, like I, I bet that they are just chomping at the bits to get to Boston on Monday because they'll be able to go out and about when they get there and go places and do what they want and be responsible. Uh, mm-hmm. Once the season starts, they're only here for a week at a time. I think it's manageable. Yeah. All right, so last call. Yes, definitely Toronto they're going to play that's what you guys are putting your money on they're going to play in Toronto I think so I think I so too as much as I wanted to see the Buffalo or the Buffalo Blue Jays be the first team to actually win a championship in Buffalo <laughs> I was looking kind of forward because nothing says Buffalo but like an outside of town team temporarily setting up shop winning. in Buffalo and winning a championship yeah. there's nothing that says <laughs> Buffalo luck more than that <laughs> What, the Buffalo Bandits winning the uh, lacrosse championship? <laughs> I'm sorry, but lacrosse missed their opportunity to become a real sport with, during this COVID-19 thing. Yeah, <laughs> I love actually. lacrosse. I'm one of the few exceptions, but as far as it goes, it's not my TV watching experience. <laughs> no, me neither. It could have been, though. <laughs> All right. But hey, this is uh, you can look at this as if they do go to Buffalo, you can look at it as payback for the Bills playing at the Rogers Center once a year. <laughs> 
a while back <laughs> in losing games. But uh, thanks for not leaving game. me hanging on that one, Adam. I, I got appreciate you. it. I got you. Payback. <laughs> All right. So, hey, uh, Brennan, you get the first uh, segue point. So, congratulations. Let's talk bad blood. Let's talk some sort of tension. Let's talk Marcus Stroman and Randall Graychuk, dude. Out of nowhere, like a Randy Orton RKO. I don't even. This doesn't make sense to me. Why these two specifically would beef? It makes you wonder if there was something in the locker room that was at issue last year. But apparently, maybe there was. Um, this all stems from a report, I think, from Aubrey Huff of all people, the uh, lunatic yeah. himself, that said something yeah. about Strowman kicking out uh, a bunch of people in the weight room to do jump rope, to have it alone. Um, that kind of behavior from Strowman. I'm sorry, it doesn't surprise me at all, knowing what we know as Blue Jays fans about him. Um, I take nothing away from his talent. I take nothing away from the influence he's had on especially the youth of the fan base of the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, This is a guy that has Toronto or the Toronto skyline tattooed on his chest. Okay, so we as Blue Jays fans and as Toronto fans, we cream for that stuff. I get it. I understand. But at the same time, as a locker room presence, I'm not sure that he's one to really admire. But that aside, Randall Graychuck put his two cents into it for some reason, and then they get into a spat, and Stroman says, you ask anybody up in Toronto who they'd rather have, you or me. So, Brendan, I think you put up the poll, right? Did you put up the poll? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. You, put, you put that up on our account. Right? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. I guess I should pull the official. What <laughs> say... Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> before we look at the results, hold on. Before we... I'm, not, I'm just getting yeah, yeah, it ready. Yeah. just getting it ready. What, <laughs> who are you choosing and why? And do you think... How childish do you think this is on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, 10. Thank uh, you. If a little more. <laughs> uh, 10 all the above. He summed it perfectly. It, it sounds exactly like something Marcus Stroman would do. It's just his kind of personality to be like, yeah, get the fuck out of the weight room. I'm doing my jump rope. Uh, I want the space for myself. I will say, just based on personality alone, uh, Randall Grichuk seems like the more likable character. He seems like the guy who's easier to get along and fit seamlessly into the clubhouse because we know Stroman's ego is massive. It's probably as big as the CF power. Uh, it's just a height wise. Uh, but if Randall Grichik was the one to feed Aubrey Huff the information, if he has no issue with Aubrey Huff, then I got to side with Marcus Drummond. He's <laughs> a, a D-bag. Like, yeah. that guy is the worst of the worst. So He's crazy. If, if, if Grichik has no real ties to Aubrey Huff, then I'll, I'd go Grichik. But right now, I'd probably lean a little bit more towards Drummond just because he has been to the playoffs. 2015 was incredible, just with yeah. how he came back from the uh, ACL injury. And I think that's still earns them a lot of brownie points with the fan base here. What do you say, Craig? I'm not, as you guys are, I'm not terribly shocked by the, the, I'm going to say ego move. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm it's it, to me. It just reeks of that guy that's in the weight room that has to hog the whole mirror next to the three weights. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't shock me. Yeah. You can tell I spend a lot of time in a gym, you know, right. It's a whole wall of mirrors and I just, <laughs> but oh, as you far too. As it, okay. Yeah. So as far as it goes, it's just, yeah, exactly. Um, my softball beer weight is looking very good. Just saying. but guys it just it makes you wonder how things went off the rails so quickly with what ended up being the blue jays 2017 
yeah. was it because of this kind of crap going on in the locker room and everybody just pointing fingers at each other? And then you get people like Gritchick that are the you know, the new guard of what is this current team. And yeah, there's probably some animosity there, maybe built up from some of these little things and it just turns into a mountain. And next thing you know, you have freaking, you know, the next thing that's going to be on Fight Island in the <laughs> for the MMA <laughs> here is Gritchick versus Strowman and mm. see what happens. But um, I'm voting for Gritchick in this one just because I have heard things like this before with Strowman and it doesn't shock me. And honestly, I couldn't be happier with the return that we got if this was the toxic relationship that was going on in our locker room. You imagine this kind of thing seeping into our youngsters on this team. It would be horrible to be watching that these kind of things become Blue Jay culture moving forward as more and more young kids come in and get kicked out of locker rooms or weight rooms or this or that or just get hazed again in general. I, I think it goes against that chemistry we were talking about a few minutes ago with this team being very close knit and ready to go. Right. Right. And you know, I think you're right because I think that Stroman would take it upon himself, right or wrong, whether you want to acknowledge this as a leadership quality or whether you want to acknowledge this as sort of a prima donna, he would sort of establish himself as the leader of the locker room. And I'm not necessarily sure that has been earned. Um, especially when you have guys in your locker room, like Ken Giles, like Matt Shoemaker, uh, Hunjin Ryu, like you have these guys that have actually done something, uh, not that Strowman hasn't done anything worth talking about, but in comparison, um, I'd rather have those guys that are a little bit more humble about their career rather than Strowman who has, let's face it, hasn't done anything really hasn't really done anything um outside of glimpses i would say very very key glimpses is what it really boils down to because in 2015 without him in that stretch run we're yes no offense screwed yeah that run doesn't go as crazy without the injection that was like one of the best freaking trades you could have made and it wasn't even a trade we were able to bring in somebody like him at the trade deadline yeah run into the playoffs with somebody fresh for a change well he had an acl tear and he came back super quick and he was determined and that is i remember in the uh in spring training leading up to that i saw that he tore his acl and i said to myself uh this is not good this is not good um there goes the season right because that was our pitching staff (laughs) right That was, uh, yeah, that was, and I remember the hype was real. Uh, I think Brendan froze again, but we can continue. Um, I don't know why. Yeah. (laughs) Look, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to who I would choose, if I want to win now, I'm going Stro, right? Because you, you can't, you can't deny the fact that having a robust rotation is super valuable in the MLB to, you kind of need it when it yep. comes to winning games in comparison to a solid outfield. Not to say anything Correct. bad about a solid outfield, you just don't really need it. But, but injecting somebody like Stroman into our current landscape of pitching would be, like you said, that big pushing the chips into the yes. table. Having him and Ryu at the top of our rotation is a formidable matchup, especially with uh, what we're expecting to get from a resurging Matt Shoemaker. Right. It just makes complete sense if you were doing that as a win now, like you said. But right. If I want a locker room presence <laughs> and given the fact that the Blue Jays outfield depth has been stretched thin in today's circumstances in 2020, I'm taking Greychuk. Uh, yes. I, not to say that Greychuk is going to win you anything. He might not. Like, honestly, to me, besides the 
the you know the sizzle in the outfield. He's kind of no different than Kevin Pillar. Really, yeah. he's not. Like especially when a little it bit comes higher to, exit velocity. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> but I'm saying like he slumps the same. Uh, without the hot yeah. dogging in the outfield, they're kind of the same type of player. They're certainly built the same. They Correct. look like the same player in stature. Um, and but you're talking about that our best outfielder at that point would be Lars Gurriel Jr., who has not even played a full season in the Blue exactly. Jays outfield if you are not picking Randall Gritchick in the current landscape. Right, right. So, so regardless, to- all other things aside. Today I'm taking Gritchick. And look, I was telling you guys that I have a personal story about Stroman. Did not want to t- bury the lead here, so I'll say I'm going to tell you guys live on the air. Uh, so my buddy used to work as the clubhouse manager for the Paw Sox. Not going to name his name. I'm not going to do that in public. But I went to the game where he was rehabbing in Pawtucket. He was playing for the Bisons. Came to Pawtucket to rehab during the 2015 season. Yep. And I came there to sort of report on it and my buddy was like, do you want me to get a signed baseball for you? And I said, don't worry about it. I don't want to bother him. Like just sort of keep his composure, keep his focus. Just do what you got to do. Yeah. He, he didn't listen to me. He went up to Stroman <laughs> and he said, Hey man, uh, my buddy's getting married in a couple months. He, he wished you good luck. I want to know if you could sign a baseball for me for him. And according to the clubhouse manager, Stroman's exact words were, not all that. Right. No, it's all good. <laughs> Strowman's exact words were, why the fuck should I care if your friend is supporting me? And I was taken, I was like, I could put this in print. This was five years ago. I could put this in print. I could put this online. First of all, no one's going to believe me. No, Fine. maybe people aren't <laughs> believing me now, but I have no reason to lie about this. Yeah. Um, I don't think my friend who worked as the clubhouse manager has any reason to just tell me that when he knew I was excited to see Stroman. Why lie to me? Um, I have every reason to believe this happened. And to me, that spoke to the character of Stroman. Like a simple no, not now. Now is not a good time would have been suffice. But instead, he says, why the fuck should I care if your friend supports me? Yeah, he took that time to make it an insult instead. Meanwhile, when I was younger, when uh, Jose Cruz Jr. was in Buffalo, or no, sorry, Syracuse at the time, (laughs) rehabbing, same kind of thing happened. But he had the, you know, the balls to go, you know, no, no, not right now. And they went about his business. (laughs) You know, it wasn't a. It wasn't insulting. Exactly. It wasn't taken to a whole nother level. Yeah, you want to focus? Totally get it, man. And I wasn't even asking for anything. But for you to treat the people that support you, the little people such as myself, and I'm no one. I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't even in the blogosphere or the podcasting game at the time. Mm -hmm. But to me, that just speaks to his character. That speaks to the type of uh, athlete he is, the type of person he is. Uh, I'm not saying you have to sign autographs for people. But you're just, to me, that's a sign of not being the greatest type of person. So yeah. for personal issues, I'm taking great Chuck all day. Yeah. And to me, this is just silly. The 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 aspect of having a Twitter beef of, oh, I bet you people in Toronto care about me more than they care about. Who cares? Who, but who why cares? was that even part of the conversation? This was yes. about how you treat teammates. Right. And you right. made it about a complete different other situation. Um and then the fact that, you know, in the midst of all this, it doesn't matter who's good, or who's bad or whatever, anything like that. I The only thing I've ever seen from Randall Gritchick is that he has a love for the integrity of the game of baseball. 
Mm. This is the calling out of, you know, some of these other things that we've talked about on this show over the years. He has every intention to make baseball as great the game as it should be. Right. And he sees it that way. And and then the odd you know, counter argument would be is Stroman's the new, you know, everything's out there on the field. I show every emotion, which I am all for, too. I'm fine with play. you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. if it lets the kids play also leads to. I'm not letting the kids in the damn locker room or the gym. We have another issue going on here. <laughs> I mean, when you think about the Mets, I get it. There's not really much of a veteran presence there that you might need. Um, in comparison, they're not really trying to win either. It's yeah. like you would know, uh, where, given the fact where you live in, you know, upstate New York. Yeah. Definitely they might be not. built pretty good for a 60 game season, though, with all those sure. veterans with Cespedes and company. But yeah, mm. but in a, in a normal situation, this isn't a team, and there's a whole lot of management dysfunction when it comes to the ownership of the team, what they want to do, and how they're yeah. trying to build for the future. I get it. Oh, not um, to mention that what was it? What was the rumor the other day? Kraft is joining A Rod and J Lo yeah. to buy. <laughs> A Mets. bunch of people. Oh, God. Yeah, my friends that are Mets fans are cringing with the fact that A Rod even could be owning their team. Not to mention yep. bringing the Crafts and. Yep. It's, yeah, they it's win getting... Super Bowls, but do we really need them in New York too? <laughs> hey, if they're winning you World Series, then whatever, you'll take it. I'm yeah. Mets fans, of course. Um, yeah. But look, for me, you do you, Strowman, bro. If you want to kick people out of locker rooms, go for it. And if that's not true, I apologize. I'll yeah. give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's not true. Um, but for me, having this argument, oh, I'm more liked or beloved in Toronto than you, Randall Grich. Like, what Does are really we doing? Matter? What are we doing here? <laughs> and even if that's true, they're not bringing you back. Right. And your yeah. true colors were shown during the arbitration case a couple of years back when you had to live tweet and put the management on blast to say that you'll never forget how they treated you when this is a business. Yeah. I this still think that right there was the day he signed his warrant. That was it. This, I'm yes. sorry, you're not coming back. The Blue Jays match were like, yep, that's done. I that's don't see it. these guys. I don't see Atkins and Shapiro ever dealing with that kind of thing, especially when they know they don't have to with how right. much young talent is coming through the system. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention they're going to have more money than God the next few years as far as actual, you know, no, oh, we need a pitcher. Oh, OK. We got Go it. get one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm with you. And I'm not trying to, you know, take anything away from Stroma's talent. I'm not. And he he's a solid pitcher. He's not the greatest, but he's solid. And I understand why the Mets would like him. For me yeah. personally, I like the, the return of Anthony Kay and I like uh, Woods Richardson. I personally think right now Strowman is better than both of them, but I do like uh, Woods Richardson's ceiling as a little yeah. bit higher. Than, I think we know Not what Strowman is how good right K now. has been looking in the. Right. You know, I guess are you trying to give yourself segue points in the midst of this by you know starting to talk about? <laughs> you want to talk about the rotation? I want to talk about how well these uh, little inter-squad games have been going, which is part of the rotation. Some All right. of these have turned in like home run derbies, but in the midst of that, I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm from watching them beat each other, you know, and every night's a good night. Mm -hmm. Blue Jays always win. Mm. Can't win. Can't lose. And lose, kind of. But. So, <laughs> but it's only half the team. Don't worry yes. about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the team boat first team Gritch thing, I think, actually speaks a lot to part of this conversation. And the fact that they, you know, you have the new guard with Bo Bichette, more yeah. or less being the face of this franchise. And then you have Gritchin. That is been the i would say the carryover face right mm -hmm. we're, we're talking about the randall handouts right oh yeah yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So, but I think it's been very fun. I know you and I don't, and I, apparently Brendan's not going to be maybe joining us back as this building's okay. internet's giving us some nonsense, giving them some nonsense. Um, but the fact that you are having fun watching Blue Jays baseball and that, the fact that they're having a lot of fun, I think speaks a lot to it. This is the fact that it's a team building thing, right. regardless that they're playing against each other. I'm waiting for somebody to pull the, what they did to uh, Christian Yelich in Milwaukee the other day and have the, the, the weird crowd noise stuff that they're pumping into the ballpark. They actually in his own ballpark, boot him. Oh, no way. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. You got to love MVP. It. That was just, yeah, it was insane and hilarious at the same time. I was just like, oh my God, they, uh, how do you do that? Because he was the away team. He came mm. up that inning and all of a sudden just, boo, it's just on Twitter. I retweeted it. So I got to check it out. You got to humble. You got to get humbled, right? So, but the fact that you can see them having that kind of fun on the, you know, yeah, squad games has been very, very interesting. And I can't get enough of it. Honestly, I really wish that the MLB is picking up on some of this that, hey, you know what? This is actually pretty fun watching and listening to the players, period, in the midst of all this stuff that's going on. So you touched on a lot of things there. I do um, love seeing live baseball, even though, again, we mentioned at the top of the show, live baseball that counts is coming a week from today. Uh, I do like seeing live baseball, even if it doesn't count. Like I'm I'm the type of guy that will watch a spring training game through and through and watch number 72 do something awesome that I don't even know who he is. You wouldn't have seen Alejandro Kirk be King Kirk (laughs) if you weren't watching spring training. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, right? And for me, seeing them sort of embrace this this opportunity to play, even if it's without fans, Uh, seeing Shulman broadcast, and acknowledging the fact that there are no fans and it might be a little different. I do like their, like how they are addressing the elephant in the room with no crowd, um, which brings me to this point. We can also, we can intertwine these two uh, conversations. We can talk about how we feel about the inter-squad games, and we can talk about how we feel about the MLB pumping in noise via MLB The Show. Now, for <laughs> me, guys, I'm going to be honest. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I would pay the premium. I would pay $200 right now, MLB, if you can give me all the commentary from the players, the coaches, and the umpires, unfiltered, uncensored. Give me that over crowd noise all day. You want to you know, replace dividends that you've lost as a result of COVID-19? There you go. Charge me 200 bucks, American, and I will pay <laughs> that. Pay it, and I want to hear everything uncensored. Brennan, you're back. What do you think? Before I go, this seems like it's going to be a common thing. I'm coming in and out throughout sure. it for whatever reason. Damn your Wi-Fi building's working, so I know, right? It's terrible. <laughs> um, uh, it, it's worked decently well in soccer, I think, from watching it over in Europe. Um, it just won't be the same. Like after a home run, and you hear like during the inter squad games or intra squad games, you hear the home run horn go off with no crowd cheering. It's just yeah. like it just seemed all <laughs> way too forced to try to create an in-game experience. And I would agree. I would much rather hear the players teasing and joking with each other uh, and whatnot. So, Are yeah, them, I think them it's a little screaming cheesy. at the uh, top of their lungs, trying to sound like fifty thousand people in the Rogers Center, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm waiting to see like the moment where they have the major league thing where they're like, you know, all like holding up the marbles or <laughs> something stupid like that, cheering on their teammates. So for me, it's I want to hear specifically the first fight with an umpire 
I want to oh. I want to hear that unfiltered, right in the face. Even though Charlie Montoya is not got. I mean, how many times did he get ejected last year? Just a handful, right? Two. Yeah, I want to say it was two or three times at least. Right. I would have loved to hear Gibby go, but that's that's a different story. Um, Mic'd up, Roush versus Gibbons. Yeah. No, Roush versus Farrell. It was Roush versus Farrell. (laughs) Or or Gibbons versus Lily. I want to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or the behind the scenes. You with know, Hillenbrand? Shea Hillenbrand yeah. about yeah. the ship sinking. The ship sinking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, for me, again, I don't really care what they end up doing. If it's the show background noise, fine. Like It's going to sound inauthentic. I don't mind that. I mean, it's not ideal, but given the circumstances, beggars can't be choosers, right? Yeah. We can't just force them to do something. We can't force better crowd noise. Just... I just wish they gave you the option, right? If you want to yeah. pay or watch for free on like the censored version with the show background, fine. If you want to have uncensored, you have to pay a premium. I think a lot of people would do that. And I think it would make up for a lot, but I kind of want to revisit back to the inter squad games. And I know Brendan, you have Sportsnet, So you have, you have this Ooh. available for you. <laughs> Rice burners. Uh, you had this available for you. Speaking um, of the crowd noise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How do you feel about watching games that don't necessarily count, but you're watching live baseball? How do you feel about watching these uh, intra-squad games? I'll be honest. I was really sad that there wasn't one to watch last night. Like, <laughs> it just felt so so normal, right? Getting used even to it again, just, all right. Yeah. Even though they're just <laughs> playing against each other, it's still fun to watch. And I think the thing that makes it even more exciting is that these guys are competing for roster spots, kind of like a spring training all over again, uh, but just in their own ballparks. Uh, and it's competitive. I mean, it's it's competitive for what it is too. Um, they put wagers on it. Team Grichik versus Team Bo. Apparently, Dan Shulman was saying that the other oh, night. Oh God! Yeah. So <laughs> who knows what the prize is? But uh, they're having fun with it. It's just nice to see kind of like a lighter side. Now, I wouldn't want that uh, much longer, like more than a few weeks. But you know, if the season is canceled after 30, 25, 40 games, and you don't want to waste a full season put them all back in their home cities and play against each other. It'd be good for development against each other and people would watch it. Yeah, definitely. Well, hopefully, uh, again, knock on desk, this thing goes swimmingly. And you said, you mentioned that they're going to be traveling to my neck of the woods in new England to Boston on Monday. I will have that available for me here. I don't have cable, but I have my ways around that here, given the area. (laughs) Um, yeah, <laughs> perfectly legal uh, ways to do this, of course. You make it sound like we're doing everything like we should anyway. You, you know, we got one guy in the kitchen. You got my, my ceiling fan over me. <laughs> got, That's like, true. A budget here. I'm, in, I'm <laughs> yeah. in the Rogers Center right now, so I'm already breaking the bubble. So, yeah. of course. Yeah. Where's your fine? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I should, yeah, I should be getting... That's I'm nothing. pretty sure our, our money in the till right now for the sponsorship ain't quite going to cover that. Just saying. Uh, so we might have not, enough for a six pack. That's not what I told the Canadian government. So you guys got to cough <laughs> it up. Um, let's move on. I, speaking of inter-squads, speaking of roster construction, I do want to talk about possible rotation issues. Now, Chase Anderson has been sidelined with an oblique injury. And as we have known for a while, I remember when Edwin had this. Oblique yeah. injuries can linger quite a bit. Um, you figure you figure the ones that are set in the rotation in no particular order are Ryu, Shoemaker, Thornton. I think is a, uh, you know a clear cut person in the rotation, and I guess Rourke is in there. Yeah. I know it's really easy to pencil in Barucky to be the guy. 
But, <laughs> and I'll give this one to you, Craig. Anthony <laughs> K. I don't know. I kind of like the upside, and I'm not sure Barucki can battle the injury bug. I hope he can. I really hope he can, but I don't know. I just, I don't, I'll let you take the floor. What do you think, yeah. Craig? Who well, do you first, think I'm going to say this? that I'm a huge Ryan Barucki fan. And I really, honestly, in recent Blue Jay history, one of the very few games I've actually been to, he probably had one of the best pitching performances I had seen live in a long time. And it was against the Yankees in a year we were shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, in the midst of that, I don't know, to me at least, I haven't seen him throw much other than a couple little glimpses on Twitter. He just seems very lean to me, which could be fine. Very athletic, maybe, is the difference in that. I just remembered when I when I was in within shouting distance of him and we were talking in the stands in the Rogers Center that he, um, I remembered him looking a lot more, you know, normal size, to, like my, yeah. at least my size. So, he had a little so. bit more meat on the bone. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, in the midst of that, I would love to see him go out there and do what he can do because I really think he has that chance of just keeping the ball down and just having a re- you know with the defense that he now has behind him, he's just going to rake. I really think he would do really well in the catch of that though. I don't know if he is currently above on the depth charts over Anthony K and maybe even you know this whole injury thing really kicks up the Nate Pearson talk. I doubt it will, but that is definitely an option. And I can see Brendan salivating over the whole Anthony K thing, so I'm just going to let him talk about Anthony K. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I got to watch him on Wednesday in the interest squad game, and he looked really damn good. Other than the last inning that he went out there, and I'll first start by saying I'll preface this: uh, I'm kind of glad that Anderson's not going to be starting in the rotation. Yeah. Just based on what we saw during the spring, right? Devil's um, advocate, right? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And he was not good. Uh, and then the other guy who was going to be battling with Trent Thornton for the fifth spot, uh, assuming everybody was healthy, was Sean Yamaguchi. Yeah. And, uh, from what we saw from Yamaguchi, I think he's probably more suited for a bullpen role as of right now. I can't say I'm confident in Yamaguchi. So yeah. that leaves Pearson, but again, I don't think they're going to send him down. I mean, the Athletic put an article out today why Joey Bart won't start for the San Francisco Giants because yeah. he set him down for a week and he gained another year of service time, which is pretty shitty to do. Uh, <laughs> but hey, we are in a build mode, injured. right? Yeah. So I think that that means the next guy up is Kay or Baraki, and perhaps with 30 men that are breaking the roster to start. Maybe you do a piggyback situation with Kay and Baraki to try to ease Baraki back into it uh, and build Anthony Kay's innings back up a little bit. So Thornton's solidified now as the four guy. With you uh, actually yes. brought up a good point in the midst of that. If this injury actually you know gets them away from the traditional five man rotation temporarily with that thirty man roster, yeah, will they go? Will they go six and let them both to see who does better? I you guys see that situation. They ruled out six. Shulman said that on one of the broadcasts. I think it was Wednesday. And the reason I brought up the the piggyback where, you know, Kay goes out there for three or four and then Barucky follows is because that's what Shulman thinks they should do. And I think it makes sense. Yeah. Don't, you don't want to re-injure Barucky. He's already proven he's very injury prone. And Anthony Kay still has to develop. And what better place in the big leagues for a few innings, right? Yeah, I do think that – all right. I, I hear you, Craig, about Barucky. I do think that given the, I don't want to say the hype, 
but he was well touted before he broke through. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to give him every opportunity to succeed or fail. And I do think this year is a put up or shut up year for him. Yeah. Um, if he gets hit with the injury bug again, I think at this point we could say kind of injury prone. Yeah. I mean, let's be yeah. honest here. Um, Can I list a comparable real quick? Sure. Yeah. If he has a rough year this year, he will be Brett Cecil 2.0. Yeah. And it, so is he <laughs> destined to be at that point to be a bullpen guy. That would right? be my guess because his stuff does carry really well. I think to the point for, like I said, is keeping guys off base, mm. you know, ground balls or his game sinks the ball that would play pretty well. Just very similar to how Brett Cecil couldn't stay completely healthy back in the, you know, the angry bird era. Yes. And then all of a sudden became a stud left-handed pitcher for us for years. And then and went to St. Louis and not anymore, but yeah, <laughs> work ethic went a little astray. I think yeah. once he left Toronto, when, so. when he got paid. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so I, I Don't do have think, money. yeah, I do think <laughs> that he will earn that spot coming into the season, especially in the early part. But if he starts either to get hurt or things aren't clicking right away, yeah. Again, this is a front office that traded for Anthony K, right? So I yeah. do think that there's a good possibility that they'll make the switch midway through. And you never know. I'm not advocating for this, but you never know. Maybe Barucky could pull you a decent return in terms of trade bait because for the first time in a long time how many times have we been able to say this we're pretty deep when it comes to pitching in our minor league system right so losing Barucki isn't the end of the world at this point right the the future isn't broken if we trade away Barucki for something that could help us could be worth a wild card chance right to get something for the outfield maybe because any team that would be happy to take a chance on Ryan Barucki I would think but it is still a wild card so you'd be trading something in that situation back for us it'd be i'm sorry to say this you'd be getting a wild card like Derek fisher possibly back right i mean like i mean you got hit in the face with this first is it know, safe <laughs> but, but you know they, speaking they of that like has there been any fisher talk no i haven't really heard no is he even with the team Pretty- he, he's, he struck out looking, I think, against Bay gotcha. on Wednesday. <laughs> he gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> so. um, I do think, though, that they'll give Brooke in. Again, to your point, Craig, I know we talked about this offline via text earlier this week. Uh, I do have a little bit concerns with how he looks. Now, this isn't a superficial thing. I'm not trying to put anybody down in terms of weight management or something. Yeah. He just looked a little bit withdrawn. He looked pretty thin. Yeah. This could be a COVID thing. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. I, or I'm it could not, be a best shape of his life thing. I could really be. don't know. <laughs> maybe he upped the cardio. No, seriously. Maybe he upped the cardio to to make him be able to to go through games longer. I don't know. I'm not a Correct. professional athlete. I just know that th- there's a stark difference from how we looked last year in comparison to this year. And it's I was a little bit concerned. But if he's healthy and I have no reason to doubt the Blue Jays medical staff would put him out there if he's at risk Correct. specifically. Um Maybe this is a good thing, but he's going to I think the the front office is going to give him every opportunity to succeed. If they don't, maybe you're right, Craig. Maybe they do transition him to a bullpen role because our bullpen is kind of thin at this point. It's not really the most robust bullpen. So especially lefty. 
That's what I'm saying. So if he's able to provide you some upside there and Anthony Kay can just be the fifth starter. Again, we're, we're evaluating a fifth starter here, guys. Whatever. Like, what? <laughs> and those are pretty good options regardless. That's I don't, what I'm saying. You're, you're talking for what? what's your prototypical fifth starter? You're go, you shoot for a guy that's going to be in the four to four point five ERA and get you a handful of wins. Yeah, if It's he usually the norm, in it? Right. Six innings. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Starter. Great job. <laughs> It got um, us to the normal part of the bullpen and said lawn guy that we didn't want to bring north. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's change gears here and go to the back end of the pitching uh, in terms of games. Let's talk about uh, Ken Giles. Uh, right now, according to Shai Davidi, he is open to a possible extension for the Blue Jays. This does not surprise me, given the fact that he's sort of the de facto leader, especially in the clubhouse when it comes to managing the youth, managing uh, expectations and whatnot. And, you know, for a guy that punches himself in the face, I like him. I I don't mind having him on the team. I actually and again, he's been a solid closer for us. But the upside for a trade is there. Absolutely. Way up, maybe. Yeah. If he looks as good as he's looked so far during the spring. That's what I'm saying. Spring 2.0. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He looks healthy and he looks mean on the mound, man. (laughs) Yes. And this is a kind of when you consider the fact that Roberto Osuna out out and Ken Giles in, I'll take Ken Giles all day, really. And given this is even not even thinking about the off the field stuff as important as it is. In terms of a pure baseball thing, I kind of would like to have the leadership quality that Ken Giles brings. So, Craig, uh, I know. Brendan is kind of frozen right now. Yep. So what do you think the Blue Jays should do? Do you think they should offer him extension? Like you mentioned, they do have a plethora of cash coming in from the payroll for next Correct. season, but you don't want to overpay for relievers and closers. You don't want to just break the bank on here. What do you think an extension would look like? And do you think it's more likely that they hold on to him or trade him August 31st? My guess is this. We will not know what is going to happen with Ken Giles until they have any clue or idea what they can get for a healthy Ken Giles with the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Right. So right now, like I said, I'm right now from what video I have seen on Ken Giles, there is nothing short of the Ken Giles that went on that ridiculous, you know, tirade of consecutive saves Yes, that we're going to be getting out of this right now. I really have zero doubt in my mind with how bad he was looking, making some of the better Blue Jays hitters look the other night. He made Vlad look like he had been sitting on the bench for years. Yes. <laughs> and that's not, that's saying something when Vlad's been looking pretty damn good and pretty locked in in all these spring games too. Especially on the um, defense at first, for sure. Oh yeah. We got to talk about that in a minute because <laughs> that was sneaky good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I really don't see it in a world where they're going to just go, Hey, you know what? We got Ken Giles for the next two years, right? This second or in the next few weeks, which I would really like to see because I just don't like we were talking about a minute ago with Baraki having maybe being a good bullpen piece. Mm. How do you not just solidify something in this bullpen for a young team like this, that we can actually have a Ken Giles back ending these young pitchers going forward for the next two, three years. Right. Because I think that would be realistically what you would get from an extension, two, three years. How much? I wouldn't even know where to start. I really don't. Would <laughs> you let's can let's go on the high side. Let's go two and an option. All right. Let's just yep. two, three years. Would you be willing to pay him sixty? For those three seasons, basically? Yeah. Well, t- so well, two plus the yes, possible yes. mutual or team. So option forty or guaranteed plus a yeah. possible third for twenty. 
I right now in the current Blue Jays landscape, with knowing that we're only going to get more young pitchers in this bowl or in our starting rotation over the next couple of years, I would gladly sign that, especially knowing where our money is right now with how we actually do have enough to possibly throw at even a guys. What's the worst case scenario out of this whole thing? You get a couple uh, one a good year out of that and you get to keep him for that. At a minimum, you're getting B.J. Ryan, right? And you're and the high, high end, you're getting somebody that is Ken Giles getting way too many consecutive saves in a row. Mm. So I really don't see how, where you lose too much in there. Plus, like you said, the clubhouse presence and that accountability and an actual leader in a group of kids. Very, very key. What about you, Brennan? Yeah, I'd love to have him back. He's clearly shown during this pandemic that he's a role model because he said in an interview with Shai, like, I wear my mask everywhere unless I'm working out at the field. Um, yeah. He's got his head on straight, at least, or at least it seems that way. Other than he, he didn't himself. back into it. He didn't punch it off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than when he punched himself. Maybe that kind of put things back into place. Yeah, yeah. Realignment. <laughs> but, no, he, he's a great guy. Uh, I love Ken Giles. Uh, I've told my girlfriend this multiple times. If there was any certainty of him being here past this year, I would have had his jersey already. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. He's so much fun to watch. So I'd be in favor. But, you know, um, I'm sure you guys have seen the highlights of it. But, you know, who's looked incredibly impressive is Jordan Romano. And that guy has closer stuff written all over him. So if they decide not to extend him, I think Romano has the arm to be the next closer. Add the fact that he's Canadian. Maybe he can be the next Eric (laughs) Gagne. There it is. And actually have it at home for a change. But in the midst of that, imagine a bullpen that has both of them in it set yeah. up and close I know. even even if you do have to flip it due to slight performance dips or anything like that i i with a young pitching staff i just don't see how you don't anchor the living hell out of the back end if you can ch- have the choice to be able to do it yeah that um brings to mind the bard uh the uh bard and papabon <laughs> Tandem that you, you just wanted to make the, the the Rockies connection. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I do think that it would be advantageous for them to keep him. For me, if you're doing, and I, I of course, I'm shooting on the high side, right? It wouldn't surprise me if Giles' man, uh, agency was requesting something of 20 million a year. I think it's a little high. I don't yeah. know that I'm necessarily comfortable. If he did maybe three or two, at I don't know. 40 i mean no that's the same thing two at i don't know 35 or something plus an option i'd be a little bit more comfortable with that Um, i was thinking in the 15 to 18 a season would be nice yeah it's a little extra in our pocket and it gives you that little bit of insurance if he does have an injury season like last year i mean this is a team that was willing to play uh, to pay grichuk who hasn't proven himself whereas giles himself right but if if the return is robust at a deadline for Ken Giles, I'm talking substantial outfield help. I'd be willing to pull the trigger, especially with the Romano, uh, you know, uh, the, the lingering they, in the wings, right? Yes, mm-hmm. you could you could fill the void. Um, but all right, so the last point I want to touch on, we have a beef with Fangraphs, guys. We have. That's <laughs> playing um, lightly with that. So the Fangraphs projections for the American League have the Jing fourth behind the Boston Red Sox with a 27 and 33 record. What the hell fan graphs the right way. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yankees are, they have projected the Yankees finishing 34 and 26. No qualms there. The race finishing 33 and 27. No qualms there. 
The Red Sox finishing 31 and 29. I call bullshit. The Jays <laughs> are finishing 27 and 33, as mentioned. And this is what bothers me the most. The O's finishing 21 and 39, just six games worse than the six games. <laughs> are you serious? Are you like, gonna drop kick your mic? Calm down. Brennan, <laughs> please take over. What 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 say ye about these fan grass predictions? Go ahead. You seem harsh, man. Like, if they, they don't even have the Yankees winning 40 games, like somebody's gonna win 40 games. Like you oh, have to imagine. Yeah. Unless. They just think it's way too difficult to get going, and it'll take a while, and then maybe somebody takes off towards the end. But I would, as I said in our text message off the air, I would bet on the Blue Jays finishing 33-27 and 27 before I would bet. Uh, just with what we've seen in the intra-squad games and the strength of their rotation, and I will give the back end of the bullpen some credit from what I've seen. We've talked about Giles Romano. Rafael Dolis looks like, or Dolis looks like he's going to be damn good. His splitter yeah. might be the best on the team. Uh, and um, and Anthony Bass. I don't know what I haven't seen yet, but they have some velo in the back end of the bullpen. Bass can get it up there, too. He's a big guy. So I, I think they're a much more well-rounded team than people realize. Uh, it's, it's really, honestly, just going to be a matter of getting off to a good start. And with yeah. the schedule they have to start, that'll be tough. That'll be asking a lot. Correct. I'm going through it, so keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm. I'm th- I got a random idea for worst case scenario here. So. No, no. All right. So I'll, I'll take over. Um, like I said, I don't have any qualms about the Yankees finishing at 34. I I do think, like you, Brendan, they'll probably hit the 40 game mark. If there's any yeah. team, maybe. Well, I can't even say the Dodgers anymore because uh, David Price opted out. Um, but I still don't think that's going to prevent them from winning 40 games. Um. Otherwise, I, I don't know. It, it, the Rays finishing 33 and 27. Again, that makes sense given the weakness of the division right now. And I just feel that the Sox, the Jays, and the O's are. The O's are definitely going to finish in fifth. Like, yeah. This oh, yeah. is not even an argument. But I just don't get the hype when it comes to the Red Sox. And I feel like what. And Fangraphs does their homework. I'm not trying to take anything yeah. away from you know the robust nature of how they do their analytics, but when it comes to the Jays, I just like the upside of the youth, especially the infield and everything that they have. the ridiculous talent. (laughs) Yes, the talent upside is there, whereas the Red Sox, I just don't see it. Where is, where are they, where's their rotation? Chris Sale's not even pitching, right? And Rodriguez isn't even pitching, right? So who's pitching for this team? I'll take the Blue Jays rotation over the Sox rotation any day of the week. Yeah, and you know, Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, I've always had issues with him. I know he had a pretty good year last year, but he's never proven it. He could put two good seasons back-to-back. No Chris Sale. And then after that, just looking at their, their website right now, you have Nathan Ovaldi, who I can't trust to save his life. Like, oh. this guy's always injured. And even if he's not, other than this playoff run where he was just incredible, the guy serves up meatballs like crazy, even though he mm. can touch 100. After that, Martin Perez, Ryan Weber, Colin McHugh. Like, get out of here with that. McHugh's probably going to be in the bullpen unless he starts just out of necessity. They're going to have to do some openers, and the Red Sox bullpen is terrible. They saw that last year, and they didn't improve it. Brandon Workman is supposed to be your closer, and Matt Barnes is your setup. Barnes is all right, but beyond that, like, come on. They have no pitching. They no. really don't. I don't see it. I, I And given the, the fact that they don't have Mookie Betts anymore, right, and – I, I, that's been the the staple of that team, especially offensively yeah. for the past while. 
yeah. you can say what you want about JBJ. I don't. I don't really care. I, I just don't. I don't care about these, the the hype. And I think what people are guilty of that are outside of Blue Jays fanhood, or rather the fan base, is that they see Blue Jays and they automatically think trash. And they see Red Sox, and for some reason they see prestige, and they don't necessarily analyze the roster and analyze the rotation as they should in comparison to a team like the Blue Jays. Like, if you didn't see the name Toronto and Boston and you just looked at the lineup, you would definitely say the Blue Jays have a much more robust lineup and a higher ceiling than the Red Sox. What are we even doing? We actually literally did a show on that exact Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Back in January. Yeah. When we were doing the, uh, we were roster baiting would be the best way of saying it, I think. think, Yeah. (laughs) But but as far as Pre-pandemic. Yeah. Exactly. Pre-pandemic looking at all the fun with and that was right after the Mookie Betts trade they yeah didn't have, they don't have David Price anymore they don't have Mookie Betts and looking at the Blue Jays versus the Red Sox paper to paper position to position and it, in most cases it was a, at a minimum it was a 50 50 mm. so that meant quote unquote having that many more wins for this little shortened season seems a little ridiculous so I just did some really shitty really down and dirty <laughs> um what we series is we should win Ones we should 50-50 and ones where we were more than likely lose, like the Yankees series, right? <laughs> Things like that. So, <laughs> mind you, this is very dismal, like, approach mathematically. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. Blue Jays come out 33 and 31. 33 and 31? That doesn't make, no, 27. Oh, wait, sorry. 33 and 27. 33 and 27, sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. So, oh, good. how do you So, not, a reverse how do you, how do of not, what yeah, Frank Grass Exactly. Yeah. I must have double counted something. Yeah. <laughs> but, or counted a couple extra games. Yeah. But in That's the midst of that, how do you not? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And not to mention, I did that in like literally three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in the midst of this, guys, though, how do you not? You're going to, the Miami Marlins are just as bad as the Orioles. And when you look yeah. at them on paper, I don't even think they're, even if they do bring their top prospects and their new draft picks, they're not going to be ready enough to run into this season to be able to do anything useful to make them win, win games. So at a minimum, those games, we're going to win probably 80% of them. So that's what six wins right there. So we play them eight times. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's six wins right there. I don't understand how we wouldn't do exactly that against the Orioles and we play them twice more. So that's 10, almost 10 wins, <laughs> right? Six and uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd say we win them all. I would be shocked if we don't. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to And this is yeah. why you show up and actually play the damn game to begin with. Yeah. yeah. And then I was more or less saying that we only on that sheet. I basically wrote down that we only took two out of the games from the Yankees. We 50 yes. 50 more or less the Red Sox when I was looking at the schedule. And yeah, you would think that run, lets you run into that 30s win season, which is perfectly fine. Right. Which, yeah. And in all reality, if they what was the extended playoff format? Does that oh, sneak us in? <laughs> it's an extra wild card, right? Correct. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that talks about putting you in that ballpark where you're in striking distance to be able to play another day. Which yeah. could, then if you get a ticket to the dance, fellas, we know how it is. You know, as yeah, long as you're Ed, in. Edwin yeah. walk off Wednesdays. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. As long as you're in. And that's the thing. I, I just I would even be. You know, I don't want to be morbid about this. I don't want to be insensitive about this, but. You don't want to do the math? No, no, it's not the math. Like, <laughs> on paper, you're absolutely right. But good teams are going to have 
players they rely on get infected. Let's face yeah. back. It's going to happen. And whether or not it, it, it could happen to the Blue Jays, right? It, it, right. it very mo- well might. But it would, would it, is it out of the realm of possibility that Aaron Judge gets COVID? I don't want him to. I don't, I'm not wishing no. that upon it. But can we say with right. confidence that he well, won't? A no. caliber player on any team, there's nobody, nowhere anybody's going to hide from any of this. If nowhere. they get infected, it's yeah. going to be two, at least two weeks where you're going to be gone and not with the team. And probably more likely three, four, because you got to get healthy, then be on your quarantine, right? Right. Freddie Freeman is just get, just joining the Braves today after being yes. after testing positive. Yes. So right. that was, I believe that was a solid three weeks, fellas. Yeah. So, right. And, and you know, that's if everything goes well. If if someone reliable on the Yankees like Stanton or Judge gets COVID in September, and now well, we're we can talk. Or God forbid Stan right, just breaks talk. his leg or whatever the heck it seems to happen every five something, seconds because something. he flexes the bat like <laughs> yeah. crazy. But, and just... <laughs> but those types of injuries are freak injuries, whereas COVID is something. No, I could totally see someone getting this yeah. ac- you know, uh, accidentally, of course. Yep. But no one wants to get it on purpose. But uh, through circumstances with contact tracing and whatnot, I could totally see it. And if yep. one of these players in September when the Blue Jays have these, you know, bunch of games against the Yankees. Now we're talking a different ball game here. Now we're right, talking yeah. maybe the Blue Jays can go on a run against the Yankees. You never know. You never know at this point. And given the fact that the crowd is removed, it's not going to be replicated the same. You yep. never know. So that aside, what we talked about before, I just don't see the Jays finishing ahead of the Red Sox. And you know what? I don't care what year it is. I never will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I, with how talented this team, I think Kevin Biggio summed it up best recently, because more or less the way it sounded was he who's asked the blunt question. He goes, "You guys gonna have me happy finishing in fourth place this year?" He goes, "Who said we're freaking landing in fourth place?" That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's yeah. what yeah. more or less what it boils down to. Yeah, that wasn't a direct quote, so don't anybody. He <laughs> said we're a lot better than anybody oh, thinks no. we are, and in, what it really is going to come down to is I think this young core is finally coming together, and <laughs> this quarantine thing together with all of them might actually be a blessing in disguise for bringing this core together even tighter than it was before. He is my favorite. What's I that? love Kevin Biggio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, is that why we're wearing the hats backwards? We're going yeah. like Griffey yeah. swing? <laughs> somebody has to wear it forward. His swing is yeah. pretty much the closest I've seen to somebody having that without the finish. He's that, nice, nice. that nice swing and playing sword. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> no, he is. He has, for me, I've said this before. I've said, I'll say it again. He is the prettiest approach and the most, I don't know, fluid swing I've seen on the Blue Jays. In years, I just love it. Yeah. I, Bautista and Donaldson had great swings, but his approach and just the way he swings through the ball—it was different. Just, it's gorgeous. I just yeah. love it. Yeah. And he's, I always describe Edwin, Donaldson, and Bautista's swings as controlled chaos. Yes. And there's something to say about, and I, I will say even Bobachet falls into that same category yeah. because it's one of those things. That's it's just aggressive. like, oh my God, how does it happen? Yes. <laughs> so, it's aggressive, right? It's, exactly. it's, they're, they're sort of hacks. Whereas Kevin, you just see it. And have you seen his dad hitting ground balls in the oh, Rogers yeah. Center? Bachette was throwing BP or BP the other day too. Both. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. So I think that I think that's a nice little nuance that you're getting here in this extended spring training is you're more or less just getting some of that it's like a family connection. Yeah. Right? And you got to be think about this, that all these kids getting a chance to pick the brain of yeah. Dante, Craig <laughs> and that's company. True. That's a nice little blessing, where, too. 
Where, where's the Dante connection coming from again? Because like, did he join as a coach? Did we just all miss it? Nope. Or is he just nope. there because he's the dad? He's just hey, hanging. There we go. Hey, even better. He, yeah. He's, he wanted to make sure he was in the bubble with his son. He's, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe they bunk together in a hotel room. Yeah. There you go. All right, fellas. Uh, that is all I have. So before we go, I do want to, again, get some house cleaning out of the way. As a reminder, if you made it this far, Blue Jays fans, for the first game of the season against the Tampa Bay Rays next Friday, the 24th at 6.30, we will be live broadcasting the game. We will be on Twitter. Get in on the conversation. Shoot your messages. You can uh, tell us anything you want about the game, what you want us to talk about. We'll, we're open to everything. We're going to have guests on the show, and we'll have a little banter in between. So remember, turn down the game sound, crank us up, so you have some uh, unfiltered commentary. And uh, again, if you are listening to us for the first time, we thank you for getting this far. Why not subscribe? You made it this far. Subscribe to us. We do this on a weekly basis. Again, we are on Twitter live on a weekly basis. And if you miss it, you can hop back into our timeline and watch the video if you want, or if you're more of an audio person, we are on all the podcatchers that you participate in. So feel free to download. Feel free to subscribe. And again, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Please, that helps us out a bunch. Uh, guys, we are going to finish this as we always do with the Let's Go Blue Jays. Go for it. Let's go Blue Jays. <laughs> You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.